listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. And welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Marie Jokum. And I'm Bridget Murphy. Bridget, do you know <laughs> what my favorite liturgical season is? Uh, Lent? N- no, I like that, but no. Uh... I don't really know all my liturgical seasons. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we shouldn't do this with Father on the phone. But my favorite liturgical season is Advent. And here we are in Advent. How did that happen? I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect, perfect segue into what we're going to talk about today. Um, I love Advent for a lot of reasons. Um, But some of them is that as the church leads us towards the celebration of Jesus' birthday, we get to celebrate one of my favorite people the fiercest. The fiercest Blessed Virgin Mary. And we get we have two special feast days honoring her, um, and that one of which we're going to talk about today. That's right. The Feast of the Immaculate Conception is today, December 8th. Uh, this feast acknowledges that the Blessed Virgin Mary was conceived without sin, as Jesus was, which makes us grow in our awe of and our devotion to her as Queen of Heaven and Queen of the Universe. And it's also a holy day of obligation, which my mother always reminds me of, so bless her. Thank you for that, Mom. Um, the other Marian feast day in, De- in December is December 12th, which is the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And this celebration remembers Our Lady's appearance to Juan Diego in 1531. The Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, which Father Sanchez is going to speak with us about further, um, is the sacred day in Mexico. It's, it's, it's a sacred day, and it's estimated that at least one million Catholic Mexicans visit the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico City each year. One billion people um, to commemorate Our Lady's Feast Day. So December 12th has become a very important day for Mexican Americans to celebrate their religious and cultural identity. And as I'm sure many of our listeners know, we also have a shrine to Our Lady of Guadalupe right here in Chicago in Des Plaines. The shrine was created in 1996 and welcomes more than a million visitors each year from around the United States to pray, to light candles, place flowers, and offer gratitude to a statue of Our Lady. And each December... The crowds are pretty incredible when the shrine in Displays celebrates a nine-day novena leading up to December 12th. In recent years, as many as 400,000 people have come to Displays to join in celebrating the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. It has become the largest celebration of this feast outside of Mexico City. 
And we are honored to have the rector of the shrine, the very Reverend Ezequiel Sanchez with us on The Voice of Charity today to discuss this very holy and special place in Chicago. Welcome, Father Sanchez. Well, thank you for having me. Good morning. Good morning. Father, can you share with um, our listeners? I'm, I'm yes. guessing that most folks will know the story of Our Lady of Guadalupe, but can you share with us um, a little bit, just in case those might, who might not know? Well, I think uh, it's often helpful when I teach uh, the story of Our Lady of Guadalupe to put her in context. Uh, the year 1531, remember, this is just after the Protestant Reformation in Europe, and so Christianity in Europe is very much in pain. Um, and so a lot of people are, are discovering um, new possibilities. And also we live under the uh, the Conquista, which is by Hernán Cortés and the Spanish just discovering uh, the Americas in 1491. So it's not too, too many years before the beginning of the discovery of Americas. And so the context that Our Lady Guadalupe is presenting herself is absolute devastation, uh, because most people were dying in uh, Mexico, or the Mexica, or the Native Americans there, were dying of, you know, all kinds of European diseases, which the natives didn't have any defense against. Mm. So the, the, the landscape was very, very dire all over the world. And so the Blessed Mother appears in Mexico City to Juan Diego, who himself is uh, not a young one. He's, uh, he's over 50. And so the message is very simple, to make it real simple. She, she goes to him, and her command to him is, go to the bishop and tell him, I want a church to be built in my honor, where I can offer all of the people of this land, all of the various people of this land, all of my love, my help, and my protection, who is Jesus Christ. So when you see the image of Our Lady, you'll see her as a pregnant woman, because we're in Advent, as you say, Jesus is not yet born, but he is about to be born in the in the hearts and minds and the souls of, of the people who will convert to him. And uh, shortly after her apparition, I mean, the amount of conversions that the missionaries couldn't keep up. I think that's incredible. I just, as I'm listening to you, you know, you can't help but sort of draw parallels to the time we're living in now, right? I mean, of course, it's different in many ways, but this need for... Um, this need for Mary, right? This need for love and protection and healing for for our land, but for the world as yeah, well during yeah. this time of pandemic. It's really, I, I, yeah, I, I had the goosebumps as you were talking, thinking about those parallels. Right, and so the, the people who are really in need really come, come to her because she's actually, if you think about all the other Marian apparitions, you know, why does, why does God allow them? Why does God allow Mary to kind of run around the world talking to people well the reason why he does that is <laughs> the reason why he does that is because uh, he is giving her the freedom to be what he gave he is allowing her to be mother mm-hmm. huh. he's allowing her to speak to us her children and that's what a mother does she gives us her her counsel she gives us her love her help and protection and so in 1531 the, the situation was very very dire and um for all humanity but but even even in when you say people over all this land, most people think uh, the native Mexicans. No, no, it, it, the Spaniards began to convert because mm-hmm. they lost uh, belief in their faith. Remember, Europe was the faith in Europe was really hurting, and uh, we also had a situation of uh, African slavery. Yeah. And so, when you see the whole picture of the thing, you you see the the absolute importance of this and uh, how how she really gave dignity to a people whom um, you know who 
who were just only a few years ago were questioning whether or not they were human beings at all. And so it, it was a very difficult time for people. When you got this gentleman called Juan Diego, um, he is a convert. He's not even a baptized Christian yet. He's a catechumen. He is actually walking from his hometown, which took him over three hours to walk to the cathedral to get his catechism. In other words, his RCIA program would be the equivalent today. I think this is incredible. We're going to take a short break um, with Father Sanchez, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little more about what's happening at the Shrine um, and how (laughs) folks can participate during this, this time. Sure. Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, trusted research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. Catholic churches respond as the need to feed the hungry surges in the COVID-19 pandemic. Pope Francis's new encyclical and the call for mutual respect for all cultures. And a local priest ready to run even when the Chicago Marathon is canceled. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jochum. And Bridget Murphy. And we are here today with Father Sanchez, the rector of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe here in Des Plaines. Father Sanchez, can you tell us a little bit about how the devotion to Our Lady of Guadalupe started in Chicago? Well, the devotion in in Des Plaines started in 1986, and uh, it really began with a community looking for a place to be able to honor uh, Our Lady. Um, many parishes back then didn't have many Hispanics in them, and they really didn't understand it. It was Maryville Academy who welcomed them with Father John Smith. Um, so since then, the people have been congregating there for the, Dece- uh, for the December 12th feast day. In 2013, uh, Cardinal George officially established the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe, formally. And since then, we've been developing the Shrine, and more and more people from all over the all over the country, we got pilgrims coming from as far as New York and everywhere. People's desire for it, I mean, the best way I could describe why people come is when you listen to them, when you watch them. So 
my primary job is to welcome the pilgrim. And then when you welcome them, you hear their story. If I may, the simple anecdote, we had one of our uh, reporters, uh, local reporters here, who asked the same question, why do, why do so many people come? And there was a gentleman walking on his knees as he was asking me this. And I said, well, ask him. Huh. And, and uh, he approached, and the reporter approached the, uh, the gentleman. And it's, it's snowing, and it's really cold outside. This guy's walking on his knees for a mile. And uh, you can see his knees are a little bloody, and uh, he's hurt, but, but he's doing this. He's trying to get to the shrine, to the image of Our Lady. And the reporter asked him, why are you doing such a strong penance? And then he turns around with eyes you know, teared up, saying, my daughter is sick. I have no insurance. I have no money. And she's my last hope. And uh, the mouth dropped. I said, yes. That's the reason why people come. They have something that serious. So when you see the extremity of the penances, you're looking at the extremity of what's happening in the soul. Mm. You see, and so, so experiences like that, and we tried to soften it by all this wonderful uh, cultural celebration. So it's not just Mexicans. It's it's she's she's really a patroness of the America. So we encourage everyone to. Mm-hmm. Who wants to open their heart? Please come. And yes, it's, it's peppered and flavored with Latino uh, uh, music and food and that sort of thing. But the but the, but the intensity of the spiritual intensity is universal. Uh, there's nothing like walking into a situation like that with thousands of pilgrims. And when you finally get to be in front of her, oh my God, it is an unforgettable experience. You you basically feel her. You experience her real presence there, and uh, especially when I see little children come, the entire families come, and the little, little children will never forget that experience. They'll never forget that experience when mom and dad took me to the shrine, and we gave our flowers to our Blessed Mother, and they taught us about the love of Mary. I, I think, you know, what you're describing is so beautiful, and I, I mm-hmm. really encourage you know, we're going to talk a little bit later in the show how things are different this year, but we won't be in a mm-hmm. pandemic forever. Right. And so right. I just really encourage um, folks to join. I, I have been only once, um, and it yeah. was a very important, beautiful um, experience. My mother brought me, um, yeah. and she has a strong devotion to the Blessed Mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it, it is it is. It is special. It is life changing. It is intense, and I think you know we're going to get back there. Um, but Mary is with us regardless of whether or not we get to join um, in person. So, can you um, before I start talking about what Mary means to me? Can you share what <laughs> maybe the what maybe Our Lady of Guadalupe means to Latinos all over the world? What what she sort of represents um, to folks? Well, I, I think um, you said yourself we have two Mary. Devotions, one's the Immaculate Conception. And uh, if we've done our job right with talking to people about Mary, we, we help them understand that Mary lives up to her title. She is the new Ark of the Covenant, and she is a major intercessor. So, so sometimes people's relationships re- resemble their family relationships. So I don't know if you've ever gotten in trouble with your dad, but, you know, if you got in trouble with your dad before dad comes home from work, you, you know, you, you ask mom, please soften him up a little bit. <laughs> you know. Not and, Bridget and I, not us. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. that orga- it's, it's that organic. She's not an idea. She's an actual person. And you you deal with her in in that way. So you they love her as mother. 
as true mother of ours. She's the mother of our family. She's the mother of our faith. And, uh, you know, I, I think cultures who really highlight the very importance of family and, and the roles that, that the different members of the family play, uh, it, it's, a, it's such an organic thing. Just our Catholic faith is about family. You know, the saints are our brothers and sisters. Yeah. Big brother, big sister. Um, it's, you know, Mary's our beloved mother, and Jesus our, our Lord and Savior, but always trying to get us to the Father. It's all these connections are so real um, because, you know, they connect them so easily organically to the family itself. So when I, you know, it's funny because when, even when I do weddings from time to time, you know that part where it says, you know, have you come here freely to get married? Do you promise to love each other all your life? And then I always throw in, do you, will you accept the 15 children God will give you? <laughs> oh, boy. And like, they're looking at me, what are you talking about? I was like, well, yeah, we love family. <laughs> we do love family. That's we do. awesome. <laughs> Father Sanchez, we just have a couple minutes before we have to take sure. another break, but we're, I, I could listen to you talk all day. Um, tell us, we know changes have been made, obviously, due to the pandemic for this year's celebrations. Can you tell us a little bit about what is yeah. and is not happening? Yeah, briefly, we've had, because of the COVID, uh, we've had, uh, in consultation with the Cardinal, we had to just cancel celebrations for this year. But uh, a very beautiful gesture that we invite everyone um, everyone to do is for uh, the feast day on the 12th in the evening or the 11th. Would you light a candle and, pl- and carefully put it on the window facing the street? Because we're saying to people, maybe you can't come visit the Blessed Mother this year, but she will come to visit you. Oh. Yeah, and you know, I'm thinking of the the gentleman who walked on his knees. You know, I think the other thing about mothers is we we come to them broken sometimes um exactly either because of circumstances um beyond our control or or things we've done you know as as sinners and we we come to mary broken and on our knees and and she is always there and she will be with us this season Um, and she's she's sticking up for us and she makes things happen she tells her son they have no wine and get to it, and he moves. And, uh, um, and really, I mean, uh, my, my prayer really is for the broken people. I mean, thank you for Catholic Charities. The, the, they need, people are going to be needing more support now than ever, um, especially as the winter months kick in, if this coronavirus thing continues. I mean, right. it is a pandemic. We are suffering. And what a, and, and this, the image of Our Lady Guadalupe specifically was presented at a time of pandemic. Right. Uh, Juan Diego was losing his family. He's lost everybody he knew. Um, And so when we come into a moment where we feel depressed and down and searching for hope, her image stands out saying, I come to give you my son. There There is light at the end of this. Hang on. In, in that vein, we're going to take um, our final break here, although we could talk with you for 17 more hours, Father Sanchez. Okay. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back to speak a little bit more about the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Catholic Charities Celebration of Giving is underway, and we need your help more than ever. 
Now in its 73rd year, the Celebration of Giving was started by a group of adoptive parents who wanted to buy gifts for children who had not yet been adopted. This wonderful idea spread at Catholic Charities, and last year, 25,000 gifts were given to people who would otherwise have nothing to open Christmas Day. Our online partners make it easy to donate toys. Gift cards are so appreciated by teenagers, too. Gather your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors and join this huge, awesome outpouring of kindness that is filled with the spirit of Christmas. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net slash celebration or call 312-655-7401. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. Catholic churches respond as the need to feed the hungry surges in the COVID-19 pandemic. Pope Francis's new encyclical and the call for mutual respect for all cultures. And a local priest ready to run even when the Chicago Marathon is canceled. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jokum. And Bridget Murphy. And we are speaking with Father Sanchez today about Our Lady of Guadalupe, the feast that is coming up um, on the 12th. You know, Father Sanchez, it's estimated that 50% of the Catholics in the Chicago Archdiocese are Latino, and more than a third of these parishes have ministries specifically dedicated um, to the Latino communities. What alternatives, you know, are you suggesting for, for folks to participate? Because the, the feast day is coming. It's the in-person mm-hmm. celebration that isn't happening. We're still going to be celebrating. So how, how do we encourage folks to participate? And not just the Latino community, but everyone. Right, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, first, I'd, I'd always recommend uh, start with your home parish and uh, kind of ask around, is there anything special that the community is doing that uh, people can participate in? Uh, this year is really about uh, be part of your local community. The shrine is a wonderful place, um, but what we're, what we're trying to do is kind of uh, kind of slow down the large numbers because that right. becomes incredibly mm-hmm. unsafe. So that that that's what we're asking. The other thing too is, I mean, one of the things that I think that um, this entire experience, both Our Lady and you know the possibility of Christmas being this way as well, mm-hmm. that. You know, it, it, the way I see it, it's like, well, the Lord is calling us to prayer in the home. Right. And if you think about it, m- many Catholics, including Latinos, have made, uh, we become Sunday Catholics rather than yeah. Catholics every day. Mm-hmm. Um, we're bringing, we're, we have prayer in our lives, we have charity in our lives, we have commitment in our lives, and our lives are about the Lord. And we can't get there if we don't have a regular spirituality. So I hope that as people honor our Blessed Mother, uh, not only her person and present her our prayers and needs, but also listen to listen to the story. I'd recommend that everybody you go online and and read. It reads like a gospel. The story of Our Lady of Guadalupe, the, the conversation she would have with uh, Juan Diego, the tenderness that she speaks to him. So I, I often I remind even Latinos that it's nice to see the picture, but read the story. 
know the story, know exactly what you... So why is she telling Juan Diego to go to a bishop? Well, are you? if you're a real, what we call Guadalupano, someone who is really dedicated to her, you have to be someone who builds churches. Mm. You have to build a house. You have to build the Church of Christ, not necessarily a physical building only, but you have huh. to be part of this evangelization effort that we're all trying to do, especially the Cardinal's trying to promote as hard as he can. But Our Lady Guadalupe is quite the symbol for that. She's demanding, give me a house where I can give all the people my love, help, and protection. Oh and so gosh. that's why knowing the story is important, you know? It, yeah, and just, you know, even thinking of this, making sure you're praying at home, you know, mm-hmm. that's where we can build the home, right? We can build the church, we can build our families, we can build our communities that way. And and this well, is... Well, that's a, where the church starts, yeah. Yes, the church and, is a domestic church, yeah. Yeah, and this is such a strange time, but this is something uh, we can do to honor Our Lady, is to sure. is to build that within our homes. I love that. Father Sanchez, you just speak so beautifully about, I feel like um, you you must have been divinely chosen as <laughs> as rector of the shrine. Tell us a little bit about how that came to be and, and what that's meant to you. It, it seems mm-hmm. like a perfect fit. Well, I think, well, I, she's the one chosen, so I'm like, boy, the, the, the pickings are slim, Mom. So, <laughs> But I, I will share, um, many of you may know that I was involved in an airplane accident yes. a couple of years ago. And in Durango, the air crash, the airplane yeah. crashed, and, and I was wounded there. I was hurt pretty bad. And, uh, but thankfully, nobody passed away. But I, I, you know, I can remember in the middle of the experience of that, I opened my heart, old lady. And, and so I always tell people, I said, yep, she's miraculous. She gave a miracle on me. So... I speak with no doubts in my mind. Um, but I also tell people, that everybody says, well, you know, uh, why why do you serve as hard at the shrine as you do? And I said, well, uh, look at it this way. You know, when when I was on that airplane, God said, bring him up. It's time for him to come up. And the Blessed Mother stepped in and said, no, I like the way he works. Leave him alone. So that's why you always give your best to God. You never know when someone's going to come up and uh, hitch it for you there. Well, a little time more. And and obviously to have such a, a truly life-saving moment, um, for those of us, Marie Maria's mm-hmm. educated me just in our time this morning a little bit about how important Mary is in in her spiritual life. For, for those of us who may have um, not given Mary her due, Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to preparing for the feast, what what would you recommend? How do we bring Mary into our lives? Well, well, think of it this way: um, you cannot know Christ without her. She is she is the door. She is the gate of heaven, and that means that she's the gate of Christ. Um, and so, if I want to know, get to know you, for example, you can tell me anything you want about yourself. That's nice, but if I talk to your mama, she's going to tell me a whole lot more. <laughs> <laughs> and so you learn you can't separate Christ from his mother. He refuses to let you do that. Uh, he's, she's the one who's got the mystery. She's the one, the bearer of the mystery. And so to know Christ is to know her, and to know her is to know Christ. And so you can't separate them no more than we can separate Christ from the Church. Christ, The Church is a mystery, and she's a member of the Church. She's not separate from the Church. She's a member of the Church. She's part of our Church. She's part of the body of Christ. But she has the fullness of that mystery within her. 
presence or meditating upon her, giving her time, listening to her, listening to the mysteries, especially the rosary, will give you insights into the beauty of who you are and your future after this life. You have to keep your eye on the prize. Got it. Well, we have our assignment. Um, some, some of us need it more than others. No, we all need it. We all need it. Father Sanchez, I, we're going to have you back. Yes. Um, well, thank you. We're right. just going to come visit you, Bridget and I, though, yeah. actually, well, when this pandemic's go. over. Always, always welcome. Always welcome. Such, well, such peace and wisdom mm-hmm. you've brought to us today. I'm, um, I'm glad I'm helpful. Yeah. We're, we're glad Mary <laughs> fought for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, thank you for yeah. all you're doing to bring all of us closer to Our Lady yeah. and to yeah. our God and all you do at the Shrine. Um, we're mm-hmm. so grateful for your time today. May she be your, our banner of hope always. Amen. Thank you very much for having me. Amen. So tune in next week on The Voice of Charity when we'll be speaking with an incredible family, speaking of the importance of families, um, who's a true inspiration to everyone at Catholic Charities. For now, this is Marie Jokum and Bridget Murphy wishing you all a safe, healthy, and happy week from all of us at Catholic Charities. Be well. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.